Hi, sorry, I didn't see you there. This is Everyone Dies in Sunderland, a podcast about growing up terrified in the 80s and 90s. Every week we take a trip back to a year of our Northeast childhood, taking a look at one of the notorious crimes that happened close by while we were playing. Ooh, hang on. You have to do that again. <sighs> Should I do it from the top or just from the oh hi? Whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, hang on. So that vanilla sprinkle sponge and custard. Oh, hang on, I've done it wrong again. Fuck sick! <laughs> you got somewhere to be. No, I've just got a life outside of this fucking podcast, John. How rude! You live on a remote volcanic island in the middle of the Pacific. The entire world is locked down. I have not seen my wife all day. Most blokes would be happy about that. Yes, well, I'm not. I'm not most blokes. So there we go. Aww. It's not romantic. It's just that she owes me 20 quid. <laughs> oh, come on, you useless heap of shite. Talking to Gareth. No! For about 10 glorious minutes, it's like whenever we can do it, both legally and logistically, we are going to do a photo shoot at the abandoned morgue at Lanchester Hospital. But for some reason, some idiots have knocked it down and built houses. <sighs> they still had the slab and the freezers. Could we just not do the exact same poses we would do, but around 2015 built Barrett homes? That would be, <laughs> uh, that'd be a striking thing. We're like the fall of your UK true crime. You've got to really want to like us. It's not enough. To, it's not enough to hear us and think that's if, if good. Are, You'd like, you've got to really try hard. If we are the fall of the um, true crime podcasts, can we please replace one member at least every halfway through an episode? And please, can I be the first person to be replaced halfway through an episode? That'd be great. Oh, and just replace family, get, get Mark Riley in or something. It's fine. What's, what was that for? I'm eating some golden bears and one of them was a bit more sour than I anticipated. She loves them golden bears. I love all the bears. That could be taken a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Bear. Stephen Bear? Mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert. Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Oh, yeah. She likes Bear Grylls, Stephen Colbert. We, you know, we have a writer's room. I know of Danny Bear. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Claire likes all the bears. Claire Bear. I'm sure that's been a very bane. Oh, God. No. That's what my dad used to call me. It's so awful. Didn't he used to call you Ten-Ton Tessie? Ten-Ton Tessie, Claire Bear. Like, none of them are good for connotations. Matthew Kelly is currently uh, starring uh, in, like, the theatre. In his eyes? No, he's not starring in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That was sort of where I was going. He's starring in a play called The Dresser. All together now. 257 years. I can't remember the first line. But um, it's all about like a, a fated actor. And you know, I've, I've, I've lost, I've lost, uh, you know, momentum to continue with it. Just, just imagine he's like, tonight I'm going to be Hamlet. And that's quite a good <laughs> joke that combines stars in their eyes and the play, yeah. The Dresser. I didn't realise that during COVID, a lot of people were, so, a lot of restaurants were selling dine at home kits of their things. Are you, now you just attempting to sell a make your own joke kit of uh, <laughs> that everyone dies in Sunderland podcast. It's like, we'll give you all the ingredients for a joke, sort it out yourself. Like HelloFresh. I, yeah. I do it for BBC comedies for 22 quid a time. <laughs>
when are they all coming back? I've got a really good one. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not wasting it now. <laughs> for those of you listening in black and white, for obvious reasons, we're not all in the same room right now. And Claire has just disappeared from our screens and written in the group chat, I think I'm going to be sick, BRB. Remember, she was the one who was earlier talking about skinning people. Well, I was just talking about dark season. And naked attraction, to be fair, John. Sorry, I've been, I fell into a wormhole about a robbery. That's the point. I know, but like, there was a, it's just, re, like, they robbed the Van Gogh Museum in 1991. And then within an hour, they'd found all of the Van Goghs that they'd stolen in a car, literally <laughs> next door to the museum. I'm like, what? They were the worst robbers in the history of anything. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. They were shit robbers and they still did prison time for it. So I don't think they benefited from any of it. We were hardier when we were children. You had to be. Like, yeah. I remember there was one year when I was little, can't even remember how old I was. And we had to literally dig our way through the windows to get outside to go to feed the dogs because the snow was that high that we had to tunnel our way out the house. Amazing. Don't get shit like that now. No, you don't. Village had to um like send like an icebreaker from the front of a ship through Tower Law in the late forties, I think. Like literally, the coverage in the um the Northern Echo was like we sent a reporter to rediscover Tower Law. Literally, the, the reporting is like from a war zone. Isn't that just like a daily basis? Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. They eat each other when they run out of food. That's a new one in terms of Tower Law cracks. I, th- I mm-hmm. think they'll be the first. Come the zombie apocalypse, they'll be the first ones that'll turn on each other just to get by. Usually we get um, like our tower law, something, something incest. And I say, there was one case of incest and that was in Sunnyside, not tower law. Yeah, but it's very close. <sighs> Chickens. Chickens. What errands can he possibly be running? But what island is it that he lives on? Guy. It's not really, it's not Santa Helena or anything. I was making it up when I said volcanic island in the Pacific. Right, where can he possibly be doing errands to? Because I imagine that where he lives is a little bit like the Dale in that there's one post office, one corner shop, and then you're lucky if they're open between the hours of 10 and 2. He's gone to knock on Neil Gaiman's door again to see if he wants to be friends with him. He's not getting go. <laughs> He's literally moved to Sky because he wants to be friends with Neil Gaiman. And like Neil Gaiman keeps rebuffing his advances. Stalking isn't a way to make friends, though. If I've learned anything... <laughs> um, Neil Gaiman's actually gone back to New Zealand, so there we go. <laughs> yeah. As you know, having followed his car over the bridge all the way to the airport. <laughs> Indeed. Sorry, I'm just kidding. You and Amanda Palmer want to come round my house and play categories. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want them around my house, thanks. Nelson fucking Mandela. What a fucking cunt. You lend a bloke a fiver and you don't see him for 20 years. <laughs> That's for the gag reel. Yeah. One of the jokes I've ever written and was most happiest with was, was the one about um, my favourite series with specials, a.k.a. It's like Special K, but you get a free Nelson Mandela in every box. <laughs> it's a good joke. It is a good one. Can I also request that if you guys see any creepy figures in the door, 
just let me know. What? Is that you likely? Know, I feel like this is going to turn into a paranormal activity situation. And like, yeah, I don't like that I can see the door and it freaks me out a little bit. But I also can't be asked to move my camera. People are going to be emailing in saying they saw pipes in the corner of the room. And at the end <laughs> of the show, Gareth goes mad. <laughs> Bring a ring a roses. <laughs> you can't grow potatoes in the sea. This could be the future. I'm the ruffian with the gun and the tank and the chicken chucker. It's not the most. I, mean, I entered the conversation. All I, I, I didn't sound of it. It sounded like you were just saying t- you used to have Tony Basil, but you killed her. It's the same reason that Lolly's <laughs> dead as well. It was like misery. It was like say it, but with my name. Yeah. Gareth doesn't really scan as well as Mickey, I don't guess. It's a yeah, rabbit from Arna 2. All his face is chewy. Tony Basil. Claire's seen you and she's waving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my cat's just having a shit. Massive shit. Was going to be sick. Chewing on the taste of it. Not unpleasant. Um, uh, no, chewing so, on the smell of it, not the taste of it. The smell. The smell. No, you would. So wait. What I've got from that is you can't do a massive shit and you start eating it. Yeah. 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 Oh hi! I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gulf War. It's easy to think that, that Britain in 2021 is, is a failed state, but, that, you know, that was just the stuff that happened in 1989. And I, I had, like, a flashback today that, like, we, we have a tendency in this country to say every time we do something questionable, to say, this is the worst thing Britain has done since Suez. And it, I know, I, I don't know how we're going to bring the Suez crisis into the terrifying things that happened in the 80s and 90s, bearing in mind it happened in 1956 and not in the northeast. Of course I do. Anthony Eden was born in County Durham. It's easily done. As a nation... We have kind of forgotten. We always say the worst thing to happen since Suez. Brexit is the worst thing Britain has done since Suez. Like, whatever your feelings on that particular decision, that was choosing voluntarily to leave a trading block. It wasn't the time that the Prime Minister took a load of amphetamines and invaded Egypt, pushed the world to the brink of nuclear war, and then thought, do you know what? I'm going to have a month off work going to Ian Fleming's house in Jamaica. I think I speak for all of us podcasters when I say how super pumped we are to have the BBC spaffing its skimmed milk spunk into the podcast mix. <laughs> we shan't, we're not going to ever imply that we, we did a demo with someone else and, you know, Claire wasn't our first choice. <laughs> Fine. I know. She, I'm got herself the- on, she got herself on time tease, Claire. Yeah, what have you, what you ever done for us, Claire? Come on. But, you know, I'm here. I turn up every week. That's the most important thing. You rendered a load of of top quality, slutty Mormon material instantly unusable. That's what you did. (laughs) Was she a Mormon? She is insane. I mean, she was a Mormon in the same way that a Buddhist who enjoys the odd fillet steak is a Buddhist. Wow. At least I don't hide that I'm a slightly weird person and I don't have any religion affiliation to worry about. I'm just a weird idiot. She doesn't hide it terribly well.
<laughs> anyway, it's good to know what she's up to now. What is she up to? Going on the nightly news, talking about how great it is when she's running the economy. Is she? Is she running the economy? Mm. Good for her. <gasps> I had a boyfriend in 2006. <laughs> I had a girlfriend in 2006. Ditto. Wow. Not, I mean, not I'm not... I'm not, I'm not saying me and John are cool or anything, but we've both had at least two girlfriends and we're married, so... Wow. Look at you bragging. I've had one boyfriend. Ever. That is genuinely tragic. He was a bad egg. You, you are egg. a catch, though, Clay. <laughs> And a bad one at that. <laughs> Just a face painted on an egg. It didn't work out. It was Toby Young, John. It was Toby Young. I sometimes wish I just put spunk up pigs like you do, Claire. Yeah, it's a fun time. Till the home office gets involved and then there's problems. Do you wank them off like Rebecca Luz did that time? I haven't wanked off a pig since 2006. I do, however... Remove sperm from mice on a regular basis. Was the pig that you wanked off your boyfriend? boyfriend was. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> I would have got more fun from the pig. <laughs> in real life, I am not popular. But suddenly, when everybody's in lockdown, they've got no other fucker to talk to. Every single person that I know comes out of the woodwork. It's like, oh, do I catch up? No, I don't. I want to be left alone, thanks, to read books and watch Superstore on Netflix. That's why you moved to a remote island in the middle of nowhere. You don't do people. Well, exactly, but people still try to do me. That's, that came out wrong. <laughs> Can I ask for some context before we start on why we're doing 2006 for We Aside Jack? <laughs> we'll explain it. That's when he, that's when he was caught. Also, that's why we're doing it. Because I was like, are we just winging it and going for like the end of the saga rather than the beginning? It's, or... it's, it's because the beginning of the saga was too early for it to fit in with John's mm. incredibly specific remit. Okay. So we're doing the end of it because, it. I mean, we, we were all adults in 2006 anyway. Well, I so, wasn't but, an adult. It... I wasn't an adult. How old were you in 2006? I was still a university student, so therefore I was not an adult. Oh, yeah, but so was I only just. Like, no. But you weren't growing up terrified in 2006. I mean, the anxiety means technically we're still growing up terrified now. Yeah, exactly. And as a woman, aren't you always terrified? Always. Because not all men, apparently... But yeah. But definitely me. So. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. That's good. I'm good. I'm nice. We can joke about this. Well, someone's (laughs) got to. Uh, I'm not raped and murdered yet, so I'm doing okay. And Gareth, in uh, pre-production, you said that you have something this week. Yeah, it, it's not a rabbit hole corner um, in, in as much as I didn't find myself on the internet about it. But it just it put me in mind of one of the, my favourite signs I have ever seen in my entire life. 
So let me tell you the story about Terry and his wild dream of Terry's carpets. So there's a sign as you're going into Redcar that you can see from the train on the side of a building. And it's a, a quite a substantial sized sign and it's split diagonally um, from corner to corner. And on the top half, it proudly advertises Terry's Carpets, which is a legitimate business in Redcar. Uh, and it's still going today. I can't vouch for the quality of it. I'm sure it's great. But I'm more bothered about the psychology of the man. Because if you were to own a carpet shop, warehouse, whatever, um, and you wanted to sideline business, what, what might you, you think would complement carpets? Any suggestions? Fireworks. Oh, you bastard! Have you seen this sign? You absolute sod! No, you've done this story before. Have I? Fuck. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Oh, well, fuck it. That's I've funny. Got, I tell this story to everyone because I fucking love it. Oh, well, sorry. It's not like me. I'm here all the time and I'm going, did I cut that? Can I use it again? I can't remember. Yeah. I'll have to oh, well. the raw audio. Oh, fuck. I utterly See, forgot. Now will be like, no, you've done that, Joe. Like, oh, I didn't know because I cut it. So it's a new no, joke. But ah. you, did, you did do the, I remember the joke, but I also think it did make it into an episode. Yeah, it probably did. Bastard. Oh, well, should we re-record the rabbit hole corner then? Because I fucked up. <laughs> Have you got another rabbit hole corner? No. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I was just remembering Terry's carpets and laughing because I fucking love it. You were committed to the carpets. I was committed to the carpets. You bastard, John. God damn it. Spoiling my day. Anyway, briefly, I'm sidetracking myself already. We were going to do next week, in fact, what we did on the holidays, because we didn't think we were going to have time tonight. We probably do, but I haven't planned for it, so we won't. I was speaking to a listener on my holidays in Norfolk. He had this comment about um, when we tried to get the winner of Junior MasterChef 1994 onto the show, but failed. Yeah, it seemed like you went to quite a lot of effort for what was a very small bit. (laughs) Isn't that the whole podcast? (laughs) <laughs> well, well, quite. The listeners don't know yet. Claire has been working on the tote bag over the summer break, but I think we're going to have to add. That was quite a lot of effort for what was a pretty small bit. <laughs> Had to go on the second one. I feel like we need a spin-off podcast that just dissects all of the people that we've invited on this program that haven't turned up. Claire, will you will you be launching your own range of um, pickled onions? Hang on, what? No. What? Have I got... Did that I make Bar- something? That was Barry Norman, wasn't it? Barry Norman? <laughs> it's like, has Karen had a stroke? <laughs> Barry Norman has Barry had... Norman. You, right. You know the actor um, Paul Newman, and he's got Newman's yeah. own salad dressing? Right. Right. Oh, my yeah. God! Barry Norman has his own range of pickled onions. What the hell? You can buy them in Tesco. They're really good. They're really good. You made me doubt myself then and think, thought I was thinking of like Dennis Norden or someone like that. But no, there's Barry Norman's pickled <laughs> onions. They're really good. If it was Dennis wow. Norden, Don't say I never bring anything to this fucking podcast. Dennis Norden, because like his whole thing was just like, you know, like mechanically reclaimed bits of ITV, wouldn't it? It would have to be like <laughs> Dennis Norden's low grade gammon. Or something. <laughs> anyway, Claire, cinema. 
I think I've stunned her into silence now. She seems to be obsessed <laughs> with buying these onions. It's because I've Googled Barry Norman pickled onions and it's come up with the picture. R.I.P. Claire's algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's brought up some other, other pickled onions and there's some <laughs> called fat starters that you can buy that are chilli infused. And you can also buy some that are called the ass blaster. That are also chili infused, but with a with a better with a better chili ass blaster by the Chuckling Cheese Company. There you go. Sorry. But no, that I, I know what I'm buying now. So thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> I feel almost dirty just being a part of this. <laughs> You're the one. You're the one that started talking about Pornhub bestiality and pooing yourself while jogging. Yes. Dirty, mucky face nappy spreading its germs onto you and me. Dirty, mucky face nappy doing more harm than we can see. Scientists say no, 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 no. Boris said the same. Seems like the world we knew has gone madly insane. Dirty, mucky face nappy wear it on the transport and wear it in the shop. Dirty, mucky face nappy was that a grunt or snort? Suck another cough drop. I hear those shouts of dismay. It's all for our own good. We must and will obey. Without question, we should. Dirty, mucky face nappy. Wear one if you're happy. But please do not ask me. I just want to be free. So, Lovely. yeah. Were these written by the same person? And submitted no, on... no. <laughs> But they were submitted to local newspapers, which means they were both submitted by nutters. They've got very mm-hmm. similar similar patterns of rhyme then. A B A B A B, I would say, is the is the standard for idiots. They're not doing anything magnificent with their lives, are they? It's not like they're gonna create Wordsworth. Oh god. Speaking of film reviews, one thing I did know, maybe this is one for Rabbit Hole Corner, but so, so I found out that one reviewer of Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood, to give it its full title, who is Steve Davis from the Austin Chronicle, decided for no other reason as a former reviewer that I know, other than sheer hubris, decided to write his review of the film as a poem. And I know how much we love shitty poems on this <laughs> podcast. So... Um, with, with great apologies to Steve Davis of the Austin Chronicle, if he is listening to this, his review of Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood, is thus. From betwixt my fingers peered exactly what my soul had feared. To the bone a nerve shoots chilling, Jason on a rampage killing. There is no God, there is no heaven. It's back, Friday the 13th, part seven. It's the same old story seven times around. You just can't keep a good corpse down. Parentheses, incorrect for that, because in fact, in the first film, it was his mother that did the killing rather than him. So, but anyway, spite a massacre the film before, to Crystal Lake they keep coming more, and one by one they end up dead. A slitted throat, an axe in the head. I've seen them all against my will. Poor victim of an editor's ill. I've suffered as no man has known. A constant witness of this movie clone. If part eight comes, I'll close the door. Quoth this critic, nevermore. Uh, he, he, he 
you could just you can feel him patting himself on the back for that last little bloody Edgar Allan Poe reference there. But yeah, once upon a fucking review dreary, I think is the best way to put that. Lovely. We all love Jimmy. Let's take his coffin through the streets. We remember these. We remember. I like your emo fringe as well. That's amused me a couple of times. You've probably got a proper Justin Bieber emo fringe going on. It's only because my birthday is coming up and I'm having a slight midlife crisis, but it's fine. <laughs> You're only, what, 36? 36. 36. 36 is approaching. My wife's got a 37th in like two weeks and I've got my 37th in January so you're fine you're a baby comparatively I know but you know when you're like have I achieved enough with my life like no also in this year <laughs> Alex Ferguson became the Man United manager Ian Brady and Myra Hindley admitted to um... they were also in the running to become Manchester United manager <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep that in that's that's lost the entire Northwest. that's a very very dark joke Took my kids to the Metro Centre uh, to see it, um, <laughs> to meet up with, by the way, not to see concerts premiere Ellie Kemp impersonator. She doesn't live in the Metro Centre. <laughs> uh, to, to pass them over to concerts premiere Ellie Kemp impersonator uh, to take them to see the new Ghostbusters film. But I came into this instead. Uh, and uh, we were listening to six music uh, in the car. My son took against it and asked if we could put um, Union Jack rock on, which is... Um, <laughs> A DAB radio station that only plays British-based rock. Uh, long story short, Coldplay's um, bloody Adventure of a Lifetime, whatever the fuck it's called, came on, and I turned to my son in the back and he went, "You did this." Then <laughs> they played Oasis, and I was like, "We've had the talk. He's getting. He's he's almost eleven now. We had the talk. What do we have to remember, Noah? I must never like Oasis. Thank you." <laughs> Anyway, they had to. <laughs> they had a. They had a phone in, like the the, the gender desperately trying to think of things. It was a similar sort of thing. It was kind of like, um, oh, like oh, it's Thanksgiving today in America. Uh, so I want you to know uh, what things are you not thankful for? Because British people, you know, we're, we're not really thankful. What what are you unthankful for? And he came back out of it, and it was things like I don't. I, I can't even remember. They were so bad. I was like, who is listening to this show? Like I don't like getting out of bed in the morning i don't like people who hug the middle like who's listening to this radio station think oh that'll be funny <laughs> it's like bloody hell we are you know our audience you never let us down with excellent content we're grateful well we don't know why you're still around but we love you thank you so much for, for, for contributing more to the show than that poor sod at <laughs> Jack <FM there. laughs> Thank goodness this is the end because you know that by the end of that Herod episode, I, I was just bored of putting the beeps in. Like, there's a few shits got through in the end because I was bored of putting chirping in. I mean, I, I would assume that everything for the past 20 minutes has been edited out anyway. So, pew, 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 but no, okay.